This is the Going the Distance Podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Alrighty, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome in. Welcome back to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bennell, and alongside me is my co-host Elijah Spann. Back after a short little hiatus, um, I had a schedule conflict. Apologies for that. But going forward, have to announce we will be having a new live schedule as we are currently live on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter. We're going to be live now instead of Tuesday, Thursday. We're going Monday, Thursday. Uh, last semester of college for me, I have a night class smack dab in the middle of when we normally go on Tuesdays. So we're changing it up, but we're here for Tuesday before or for Thursday, excuse me. Before we get to the actual episode itself, be sure to check us out on social media over at GTD underscore sports, other than TikTok, where we are at gtdsports.com. Just made a return to TikTok after a, a hiatus on there as well, but we're back. Back to posting some videos. You can follow our personal accounts over at Ryan Bennell 8 and Elijah is at Elijah Span 19. And be sure to go over on our website, gtdsports.com, to check out our network of podcasts. You can check out all of our other shows. But for now, you're with us today. We got esports to F2, a crazy story we're going to talk about in a little bit. We're also going to talk about the national championship game, which took place on Monday, give our reactions to that. We got NFL playoffs starting on Saturday. We're going to preview all of that, give our predictions, everything there. And then, of course, as we always do on Thursday, round it out with some bets on tail or fade. So before we do all that, let's do a highlight or lowlight. Elijah, what do you got? So um, instead of giving a highlight, I wanted to talk about the Washington football team name. And it's kind of got me pumped up because – I just love that kind of stuff is like team name stuff and logo redesigns and uniform changes. Yeah, because it's new. So, it doesn't happen often. So I wanted to ask you if you got to name your own NFL team, what would you name it? Oh, where dude, would you can't you do to... that to me on the spot. So I, I had to. On the spot? Oh, man. If I had to name. Huh. So it's sort Honestly, of Fort Worth. You Fort say Worth. Fort Worth probably, right? Would you say you put your NFL team in Fort Worth? You know what I used to always name my, like, when I was a kid making create a team on, like, Madden and NBA and all that? I would always name it the Fort Worth Wild Frogs because it combined the Wildcats, which was my high school, and then the Horn Frogs, which was TCU, right. which I would not go with Wild Frogs realistically. No. I would probably name. say – I don't know, dude. What what is yours? What's your? Let me hear yours first. Because I was thinking about it, I was like, well, if Ryan did, because I was thinking about asking this question, I was like, well, Ryan could do Fort Worth because he's in Fort Worth. I guess I would have to do Austin because I was like, oh, I'll do Fort Worth, but I was like, no, I don't live there anymore. That would suck. So I'd have to be in Austin. And the only thing I would think of is like, I want to do something like the Texas Revolutions, like the the Austin the Austin Cannons. For like the come and take it flag, yeah, and that yeah. the thing that spurred off the Texas Revolution, the first battle, a little history lesson there for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you don't know, I don't Texas know. history, yeah, because we literally have to living here. Yep, it's a, it's a it's an entire grade dedicated to it. I'd say just also because I used to have like my old gamer tag when I was a kid, I always had like Scorpion in it, so 
I'd say maybe like the Fort Worth Scorpions. That's kind of something out there that nobody's done before. And it would make sense for Fort Worth, you know, because it's always yeah. called like, you know, where the West begins. So I don't know. I'm trying to think know. of something more like unique. Right? Despera just Desperados Scorpions. would be a generic Fort Worth name or like Austin. I would say like the Austin Hippies. Cause Austin Hippies, Austin. that'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, dude, Fort Worth. I'm trying to think of something cool that could like relate to like Greek you do, mythology, you know. You could do cats, Fort Worth cats. cats. Shout, oh, shout out to the lame. shout out to the uh, minor league baseball team, Fort Worth Cats. That'd be lame. Because we're Panther City, Fort Worth Panther City. Oh, I know. Yeah, the Panther City lacrosse team. Have Fort you seen Worth that house for Cowtown? Well, have you seen like the new? Uh, yeah, that would be interesting. Like South Park, how they're the cows. Yeah. Um, have you seen though the new lacrosse team in Fort Worth? Pan no, Panther City LAX. That's kind of sick. Yeah, that's literally just their name is Panther City. Yeah. They're like brand new. I don't know. I can't really think. I want to I think if I had a name though long term wise, I would really want to incorporate something with like Greek mythology. I feel like that would be cool with a sports team. Like some sort of I don't know how to make it plural though. Titans you know? already have that though. That's true, I guess. Titans would kind of be considered that. I don't know. I'm going with scorpions. Fuck it. That's my, my that's my on the fly answer. If I had to go with one right now. All right then. I'm sure I could think of something better. But alrighty, what else you got though? What's your uh, what's your low light? Um, my low light is Saturday night. I had a dream, an actual dream, that Bama won the national championship. Like I vividly remember, like two hours after I woke up, I was like, wait, I had a dream. Nick Saban gave his post-game speech they won their national championship and bama won big and i was like i have to put down fat money on bama money line which i did and of course they did not hit so not only does it suck because because like i thought about putting money down on georgia and i was like no like how much would that suck if i literally had a dream that bama won and i put money on georgia and then bama won yeah, you have to, you you kind of have I, to listen. I had to. I had to. I, I had can't to. knock you for that. Yeah. And so, but I lost some. I lost some money, and I'm not chosen by God like I thought I was for a second there. So, no, I I see <laughs> like on BR betting and stuff, people will like it'll post like their screenshots of like, oh, I had a dream this happened, and then it happens, and it's like that's the dream, you know? Yeah. Like, why can't that be me, bro? Like, where are my right. dreams? No, and you know what's crazy too. Is that so? I listen to Pardon My Take a lot, and the PMT mm -hmm. uh, or PFT was talking about how he had a dream that Bama won the national championship, also. And I also, and so I didn't get to say it. So I felt like kind of a poser because I didn't get to say it on air before that guy did. But I, and also kind of weird that he had a dream that Bama won the national championship and Bama won big, and I also did too. I feel like I should reach out to him on Twitter, but he probably would be like, Hey, we're spiritually connected right now. Like, but we got I, some sort of, I, I dead ass had a dream and I had the receipts to prove it that before Monday's episode of Pardon My Take came out, I had a dream that Bama won it all. But I'm sure there was a few people that probably dreamt about it, but wait, what do you mean like receipts, like texts about it? Yeah. Because okay, I texted okay. you, I texted another buddy. Like, yeah, yeah, I do remember. Bama money line, book it, and then, yeah, yeah. Is what it is. I, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the national championship in a little bit. We'll get into that. Um, I'm gonna actually go ahead and start with my low light rather than my my highlight because my highlight kind of bleeds into what we're gonna talk about next. So, 
my low light is semester starting up again. It's nice, you know, to be back in person, kind of nostalgic soaking in my last semester at, at, at undergrad. And but my low light is that I have a fucking 8 a.m. as a senior. It's it's a senior only class. Everybody's required to take it in the journalism major. And they chose 8 a.m. Like, why? They could have chose any. It's the heads of the department teaching it. They could have chose any time they wanted. And it's it's a struggle. I was like two minutes late today. Super awkward. He I walked in and then he like stops lecturing, goes over to his attendance. He goes, OK, Ryan is here. And I'm like, damn, bro, you really got to fucking Which do professor that? is it? Uche. Uh, it's yeah. Uche and Tisdale together. Oh, I love Tisdale. I love Tisdale too. But he just sits in the back and like takes notes. And I'm like, are you writing about us, dude? Or or Uche? I don't know what's going on. But yeah, I have to lecture that class next week. So that's fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally going to be sucks. the one teaching. I never took an 8 a.m. my entire college career. So... Dude, I only did my freshman, like, first semester ever because my logic was like, oh, I like to get up early, get everything done, and then I have the rest of my day to do whatever. And I did. Like, freshman year was perfect. But I had, like, 9 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m. on Tuesday, Thursday. But then after that, never again, bro. Like, it was – I don't know what I was thinking back then. I could not see myself doing that now. Especially, you know, like, if you want to go out and stuff, then that kind of – Waking up at nine is a lot different than waking up at eleven for a class. Yeah, but, stuff. But anyway, my highlight though, which goes into what we're about to talk about. So I kind of from time to time go on, I don't know what's the word, video game binges, I guess. Like I kind of just get super addicted to a game, play it for a few months, and then go on a break and then maybe pick it back up. And right now that game is Formula One 2021, the F1 video game. I've been on a grind. I started a solo career. I've been taking Haas, the American team, up from the gutter. Uh, and it's so addicting to play it. It's really fucking hard. I'm at the point, though, where I kind of want to buy one of those racing wheel setups, you know, with, like, the pedals and you hook it up to the desk and everything. No, nah, because I played that game because um, it's on Game Pass for Xbox. No way. Know? F1 2021? Yeah. It's on Game Pass? Yeah. I have Game Pass. You do? I could have got it Xbox. For... Yeah. Oh no, because it's a dollar. I'll check after this, but that would be really sad if that's the case. It was a Christmas I... present, so almost one hundred percent positive. Oh, that'd be that'd be brutal. Yeah, we. It's just twenty twenty two is not on there. Well, twenty twenty two hasn't come out yet. No, twenty twenty one's on that Game Pass. Um, Wait, but... am I? I might have twenty twenty two. I don't know what I'm. You might Which be bugging. I, have. I might be bugging. I'm gonna check just for. I'm pretty sure 22's out. No, it's 2021 is what I have. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I played a version. Maybe the 2020s on Game Pass. I don't fucking know. It's yeah, one either way. They're all the same to me. I don't follow that series. Um, but you should definitely buy the fucking. Dude, I know. I, I feel like that would be so much more fun. Because when, when I played it, like on the controller, it just wasn't very satisfying. So yeah, I mean, it's still fun because like it's really a challenge. Like you have to truly be focusing kind of the entire time, or else you're gonna slip up and like it screws up everything. But it would be way easier using a, a wheel where there's just you know constant 360 degree, whereas you know a controller you have to cross like the center point of axis or whatever it's called. 
Well, and that game looks so fun too on Drive to Survive when like the the drivers or like one of the team owners plays it and they're on that big fucking car seat chair and they yes. have like the pedals and the brakes. Like yes. that looks sick. That is how that game is meant to be played. Yeah, if I could afford it, I would definitely buy like one of the all the way simulators, you know, where I could just strap in the chair and like have like feel the vibrations even and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be fun. Which Speaking of, that leads into our first topic of the day, which is crazy story. I know we don't always talk about Formula One or racing quite often, but this just goes beyond all sports. It's crazy. I mean, I I can't really believe it's happening. But now that I looked into it more, it makes a little bit more sense because it's not just truly a gamer. But anyway, for context, an esports Formula One driver, so straight up somebody that plays the video game competitively, signed a contract in formula two and if you don't know what formula two is it's basically like the minor leagues for formula one you do really good in formula two you could potentially make it to formula one um and it's a turkish driver his name is i hope i'm saying this right sim baluk basi and he's gonna race for sharu's racing starting in 2022 he's 23 years old and he's the first gamer to ever do anything like this it's honestly hard to believe and but it makes more sense though because he raced in formula three in 2021 which formula three again is one step below formula two and he scored points in 13 out of the 15 races so he has some experience behind a car so it's not as crazy as i first thought it was but still this is nuts yeah i know i when you texted me that you're like oh this is crazy and i was like so you're saying this guy went from an esports player to an actual formula driver yeah like professional athlete yeah and i was like oh cool and i was like so what you're saying and i said so what you're telling me is that um (laughs) is that uh i can become the next head coach of the dallas cowboys because i've won us at least 50 super bowls in that i mean that's exactly what that means that's what i'm taking that as that story i honestly think if there was ever going to be any other job that it would be possible because you think about you know an nba 2k player going to play basketball that's not going to happen you know madden players strapping on the pads that's not going to happen but maybe think about like ncaa the video game the college football what if a low-tier school took a chance on this guy with just extensive history playing the game he knows playbooks like the back of his hand. He knows formations like everything. You know, he would know all the all the semantics of running an offense. What if they hire him as like an offensive coordinator? I feel like that's the only other one where I could see potentially there's a chance. Did you see the I think there was a guy on TikTok that did that. He applied. Yeah, to, he applied to a bunch of places. Yeah. That was University of Minnesota. Um, yeah, that was a like good idea. An extensive list of his um, accomplishments in NCAA 14, which is hilarious. Yeah, that's. I feel like, I don't know. That would be fun to see. If I was a university or like the president of the university, our team was like 1-11, and not going anywhere. I would just say, fuck it. Let's try it. Why not? Yeah, like UConn or U- yeah. UMass. UMass has been terrible what, our entire lives. I I don't think I've ever seen them win more than one game a season. They're a joke. Yeah. I don't even know why people go there to play football still. That's honestly a good question. (laughs) But (laughs) 
So this kid, though, he's being uh, – so if you know anything about Formula One, you know that it's a money sport. Half of the time, people literally get seats driving an F1 because daddy's money. You know, like Lance Stroll, for example. Yeah, exactly. His dad owns the team. He got in there, which Lance is actually kind of decent, you know, considering. He's actually decent. But so this kid is being – his move is being backed by the Turkish Motorsports Federation, or TOSFED is the acronym, and a few other large Turkish companies – so the money is definitely kind of coming in to support him for this. So it might be a little bit of a money thing. Not so much. He just truly earned it because I think he won the 2020 esports um, championship. Don't really know how that works. I don't follow that exactly. But my question, though, even though we've kind of touched on it a little bit now, is do you think this will start not only start a trend? I think that's a little far-fetched to say. But do you think this will become a possibility in the future for other teams, organizations to take risks like this? You know, it, it could open a door. It could. I think that it it's op- interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. It could open a door. I'm not going to comment because, I mean, he does have experience driving real cars, but I mean, video games are getting, especially simulation games like the F1 yeah. game, getting more and more realistic. So why not take a chance who, with a guy that's kick-ass at a simulation and also, I mean, cause like, fuck it. They use simulations for fuck the moon it. landing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, why not take a chance on a guy that drives a car in a video game? Yeah. I mean, it. I, how, I mean, it's gotta be really different, but <laughs> at the same time, like, I feel like you could get a feel for it pretty quick. If you have all that experience. I don't know. Yeah. That's going to be interesting to see. I want him to make it to F1. That would be sick if he made it to F1 somehow. I think it won't necessarily open opportunities for like just anybody who's really good in esports to, you know, just go directly to becoming a professional athlete, but I think it could open up doors for say st- like statistician type positions. You know how like college football recently every major university they have a guy who's on the sideline where their entire job is just to say hey, coach, if we go for this fourth down, we have a 67% chance of scoring this drive. Like, you know, giving him, like, those kind of numbers and stuff, which is really modernized football. But I think that could those people could be filled by esports. Maybe not statisticians, but assistant roles and, like, special-type positions where, you know, they're, like, not so much the head honcho. They just play a small part into it. I could totally see that possibly happening with some right. people that – just played everything about the game and know everything and just have done it. Cause I mean, they, like you said, they're just becoming more and more realistic as crazy as that sounds. We're getting to the day and age though, where we're in the fucking metaverse. So like anything is possible. Another question though, I have, uh, if you could with this in light of this, if you could go from a video game job to a real job, what would it be? Yeah, well, I already said it. Head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Fair enough. Like, yeah. I, I have a proven track record. Would you go head coach or GM though? I usually do head coach when I do it. Okay. I think, well, I mean, I think for the sake Just of the game, I, guess I think I do head coach too. Well, no, because in Madden, it's head coach where you're also like the GM as well. Yeah. Because you like the fantasy draft and stuff. Well, you could do a fantasy draft, but you could also, like, when you're head coach in Madden, you can draft. trade and um, sign players and do all the general managing stuff. Or you be an owner where you have to determine ticket prices and concession stand prices. Dude. And it's also a waste of time because you're always losing money. 
Um, yeah, and, there's no point in that. You could just play the game. Like, I don't. No, I tried that well, whenever it like first came out. Thought it would be cool, but it was just I don't know. Too yeah, much the only reason to do stuff. owner mode. Only reason to do owner mode is it so you can relocate the team. It's the only perk. That would be cool too. Yeah, I never. It, but it doesn't affect anything else if you're losing money. Like it's just there. It's just a little red line. It's just a number. Pretty much, just like the actual stock market. Um, <laughs> it's constantly going down. Yeah. Um, and then there's be a player, but I'm not gonna. Obviously, yeah, be an not gonna NFL strap player. on the pads. Not happening. I would have to. I guess for the sake of the game, yeah, I do run head coach more but if i could choose like any job to go from video game to real life it would be gm like drafting the players trading the players signing the players that's what i would want to do yeah like before i even came to college i was like man if i could do any job in the world i'd be a general manager of an nfl team but the thing is my football background ends in eighth grade b team that's about as far as i got you know so not so sure if uh, i would qualify to to run an nfl franchise no, no, you wouldn't. It would be um, the dream, though. That would be the one I would choose. Right. All right, speaking of football, though, not so much uh, Madden, but college football. National championship was on Monday. We talked about it a little bit, touched on it. Georgia beat Bama 33-31. to Georgia covered the spread of minus three. The under of 52 hit by one and a half points. I think it finished with 51. So it was a hell of a game, but my big takeaway from the Natty every year is just kind of the depression that the college football season is over. I was I was watching the game, and one of my buddies was like, dude, this is the last college football game we're ever going to watch in college. And I was like, dude, don't say that to me right now, bro. Like, let me just let me just have my beer and watch the fucking game. Like, shut up. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, it's pretty depressing. It's weird. Um... Yeah, no, that was, it was a hell of a game. And uh, I would say my main takeaway from this game is that Bryce Young is a bad motherfucker. He is a bad motherfucker. Made like, a couple mistakes, though. Yeah, those interceptions, I mean, outside of those two passes, but he, that was, that whole performance gave me big Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year vibes. Yeah, no, I, I really think Bryce Young already. I mean, I know he's a freshman. Don't want to jump to conclusions, but he's one of those guys that I think is going to already have a successful NFL career. He just, he's just built for it. You think he's number one overall? I think when he go when he goes in the draft, he won't go this year, but he might go no, he's not sophomore year. Yeah, because he took a red shirt, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so well, yeah. he'll have to stay after his sophomore year, no matter what. Yeah, because he he sat behind Mac Jones last year, right? Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure. So I don't yeah, think he's so a true freshman. Three years after high school. Um, so yeah, he'll come out next year cause he's going to be a first round pick. Yeah. I, I would not be surprised if he was the number one overall. Cause I mean, what's so crazy about him, dude, is he's like, he's what, like six, three, six, four, which is great size for the NFL, but he's also athletic enough to scramble, you know, like guys like, I don't know. I don't want to compare him to like Russell Wilson cause he, different style, but he's athletic enough to run, make plays with his legs. But the thing is he never does. He's a pocket passer. He likes to stay in the pocket, and he, he has a hell of a deep ball, like dimes of no, deep dude. ball. It's Joe Burrow-esque deep ball. He he had so many throws on the money that I was just wowed by, and then not having Mechie and Jameson Williams was actually a really big factor. Oh, that was um, brutal, dude. That was, it, it was brutal. And I thought, you know, just like every other Trump that bet on Bama, no Mechie, no problem. They have other five stars to, to – 
Yeah, put it, in like there. another five star will just step up and get the stats. But, like, but they even said on the broadcast, like it's not that simple. You have to have reps with these guys. You have to have a rapport, which yeah. does make sense. Um, Herb Street said it, and uh, yeah, it, it, it had a huge impact on the game. If he had Mechie and Williamson, I. I think Bama would have won that game. They could have won that game very easily. They just couldn't get it done in the red zone because they were there in the red zone. Dude, yeah, that was three or four field goals, 40 yards and in. Like, that's ridiculous. They Bama needs to score those touchdowns. But And and if they didn't do that and they had those guys, they would have won that game. They would have scored those touchdowns easily, in my opinion. It's hard to say, like, just, you know, like one player. I guess both Mechie and Williamson would have had, like, a bigger impact. But – it's hard to say him going down early in the game. Just that one player would have completely changed it, but he could. I mean, he is that kind of well, impact player. The, but the culmination of him and Mechie, Mechie together. Yeah, yeah, I could see that more. I think, though, it was sad because I had uh, a first touchdown score bet on Jameson at, like, plus 700 odds, and whenever they threw that deep ball, I was like, yes, go! And then I saw it. I just saw it. I knew it was an ACL or MCL like, yep. immediately You just because there was no contact. He just, like, went down. And I was like, oh, I was heartbroken, not only for my bet, but for him. Like, he was going to the draft. You know, he he's declared. one of the top – yeah, he, he's one of the top, top five re- receivers, without a doubt, probably. He's going to get taken pretty early, but – as you mentioned, though, with how Alabama struggled to finish their drives, that had to have been – I mean, we've already talked about how Georgia – this Georgia defense might be one of the best all-time in college football history. That was one of the best defensive performances I've ever seen, especially at that stage. I mean, they held Bama to fucking four field goals. Like, that was nuts. That was nuts. Yeah. There's, no, like, nothing they could do about it. Even with Bryce Young, I mean, Bryce Young played a good game. Like, you can't argue, no, even though he had the no, two he picks, was, he played a great game. He was amazing. Yeah. Straight up. Like, even, like, in a lot of those two, he was he was throwing the ball with the with hands in his face, like, halfway sacked, putting it almost on the money, and the guy just couldn't make the heart, the tough catch, the contested catch. And, like, that, that loss was not on Bama at all, or yeah. not on Bryce Young. I mean, um, it's just that. The playmakers couldn't get it done, and then yeah, one guy the stepped defense. up too was uh I forget his name Slade Bolden I think it is, like the only white receiver on Bama uh, number eighteen. Oh yeah, yeah he's yeah. that he started getting a lot of receptions, a lot of catches. I mean he's been making plays for them, but he's always been like their number three or number four guy. But he turned into the number one, and I mean he he played pretty well compared to the rest. But yeah, there were a few drops from the others. But anyway, though. It's uh, with the season being over now, the only thing to do is really speculate about next year, which is just sad to think that it's like eight months away. I always, I always hate that college football is just, it's like my favorite growing up. So with that being said though, what is your way too early playoff prediction for next year? Who do you have in your top four? So I got Ohio state, Penn state. Hmm. Bama. Okay. And um, one more. Who did I have? Who else did I have? Sorry, I got to pull this up. This is a big one. Do, 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 do. I assume it's your wild card. USC. <laughs> no, dude, you're joking. USC in the playoffs? Yep. They, they're in the they, Pac 12. Dude, it would be a hot take to say they're going to make a fucking bowl game. What do you mean in the playoffs? They have Lincoln Riley. 
Okay, you think he's gonna turn it around that fast? I don't know. I mean, Jim Harbaugh almost took Michigan into the playoffs his first year after Brady Hoke. I mean, that's true. I, mean, I guess that's true. But then they choked. The they tra- choked the, in the end. Dude, look with the transfer portal, what it is nowadays, and I'm pretty sure USC's gotten a dick ton of transfers. They have, you yeah. Turn it around pretty quick, and it's not like USC has been barren of talent. No, you know they, I mean? they, like, they get the recruit. They're like the they, Texas of California. Exactly. So yeah. with Lincoln Riley there, they could turn around real quick. Look, it's a shot in the dark. It's the way too early, like you said. I'm throwing it out there, putting the little nugget in. They could dominate right. the Pac-12 really easily. It's not like Oregon's really good. Utah's pretty damn good. But look, they only got to face them once. Um, why not? I USC. Know, I USC. Know. I'm putting them in there. I'm putting them in there. You know, I respect the fact that it's a wild card because, like, you know, why not? It's the way too early predictions. But, fuck it. Uh, I'm just such a USC hater. I am so biased against them. I think they're overrated every single year. I am curious to see, though. I don't think Lincoln Riley will be able to turn it around in year one. But I am kind of nervous that within three years, USC, you know, might be the powerhouse that they once were. And I just don't want to see that. Over under nine and a half wins. That is that their line this year? No, I'm just throwing it out. Oh, okay. There. Okay. I was about to say that's actually kind of nuts. I'm gonna go under. I think I I legitimately see USC going eight and four next year. Maybe nine and three. Maybe. I hit the over. I think they can make a I think they could at least make a New Year's six. New Year's six, really? I do. I just I know They're Lincoln Riley's a good coach. But think about it this way Lincoln Riley, he took Oklahoma over after just Years and years of success after a Heisman winning quarterback, after having a top five recruiting class coming in the year he got there. I know USC, I guess, also has really good recruits, but like he took over a team that was already winning 10 games a season and he just had to not fuck it up. This is kind of a completely different task for him. So it's hard to just assume he's going to win right away. I, I, I think it's fun to talk about. I respect that you know you chose an underdog because I kind of have one in there as well, and yeah. they're coming out of the Pac-12 too. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with I think the number one team is going to be Ohio State next year. I think they're going to carry in a lot of momentum with C.J. Stroud. Uh, they're going to lose a couple guys like Olave in receiver, but very easily replaceable at a program like Ohio State. Just somebody else is going to step in, another five-star recruit. Second, I got Alabama, of course. And then third – Making a comeback, and I hate picking them because it's going to be a very basic playoff, but Clemson. I think Clemson's going to be back. Not a lot of people are talking about them just because of how horrid their offense was this season and how they choked from time to time, but I think Clemson is still Clemson. The dynasty's not completely done yet. They have, what is it, 11 seasons now with 10 wins. It's going to be 12. Um, And then fourth, I have my wild card pick is Utah out of the Pac-12. Uh, I usually shy away from picking anything in the Pac-12 because they're terrible, but Utah showed – I liked what Utah showed this season. You know, they they started out a little rough, had a couple early season losses, but then they bounced back. They beat Oregon twice, almost beat Ohio State in the hell of a Rose Bowl game. You know, they're not losing a ton of guys. They have a lot to build on. You know, go Utes. I I think Utah has a chance out of the Pac-12, the best chance in my opinion. I know USC probably – Vegas is going to give them the best odds, but I think Utah's probably going to be a value pick there. I just, nah, I mean, 
Utah is just not a blue blood. They're not. I mean, they're not at all. USC is like a historical blue blood, but not right now. I guess they yeah. would still be considered blue blood. I mean, they're not... they're they're good. Utah's a tough team. They have a great head coach. They have a great you know game plan. They know they know who they are. You know what I mean? They yeah. know how to they know how to win their football game. Um, but that's a good way to put it. But uh, count the stars. You know what I mean? Count the stars. Who do you have taking it all? Bama. Bama. Revenge tour. Yeah, I mean, Bryce Young, he's pretty kick-ass. And I don't see see him not winning a national championship, especially with him in year two. He's probably going to be a better, smarter quarterback than he has been this past year. Oh, yeah, very true. Yeah, very true. So that's going to be scary. And, of course, they – Plug in guys, no problem out there. So, yeah, Saban gets his whatever eighth, ninth, tenth, fifteenth, fucking thirtieth. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. So, I'm gonna go the opposite. I think it is gonna be Bama's gonna make the national championship game again, but I'm gonna go with Ohio State to win it all. Even though I hate betting on the Buckeyes, I hate betting on Saban too. I hate betting against Saban because. Usually doesn't go well. It did this Monday, but next year I'm just going to go out on a limb and say C.J. Stroud just goes off. Uh, Ohio State fills their gap at receiver. Their defense is going to be solid. Well, solid-ish. Their defense is always weird. Like They always have like the athletes, the independent athletes. Like They'll have you know a top-five cornerback or a top-five linebacker, or especially their d- defensive line. Usually their defensive line is pretty good. But then they still give up like 30, 40 points a game sometimes just because they're in shootouts and their defense is on the field for like 70% of the game. Yeah, they're gassed. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I got Ohio State me, winning it all just on a limb. I can respect that. CJ Stroud's good. He's going to be really good in year two as well, just like I said about Bryce Young. But I don't know. Uh, do you know what Bama's odds are to win it all? Dude, probably like – is it plus or minus? I'd probably it's minus plus. like – okay, plus. plus. Plus two hundred, plus one fifty. No shot, dude. That's, that's literally not even worth it. No, it's not at all. That, that's not worth but it. At that's the same time, fun. you know what? You know what though? At the same time, it might is. actually hit. Yeah, it might actually hit. Because you know, chance. you know, whenever we get to like the SEC championship and they beat Georgia next year, then their odds are going to go to like minus four hundred to win it all. Right. Um. Well, and too, I was looking at it, like the, right before the national championship hit, they were talking about all of um, Bama's CFP national championships, and mm-hmm. it's like pretty much every other year that it hits. And so they yeah. won last year, didn't win this year. They're gonna win. <laughs> Odds are they're winning next. Year. I would not be surprised in the slightest if they won next year. I actually, I remember like before the season started, in our yeah. podcast, I picked, uh, I picked Bama to win it all. Thought they might have, but then I guess I switched, changed my mind whenever you know it actually came time to it. So I don't know what's going to happen. It's it should be a fun year with all the transfer portal madness and everything going on. But another crazy stat I saw too about Bama was in the playoff era, or maybe a little bit before the playoff era. I think it's like since 2011, Bama is averaging 12 and a half wins per game. There's only 12 regular season games. And they're averaging 12 and a half wins per season. 
Yeah. So okay. at least every year they're winning the conference championship or a big bowl game. Like it's just nuts, dude. It's it's so I wonder if it's gonna end whenever Saban leaves or not. I'm really curious about that. Because he is like the most storied is, yeah. coach, you know, of college. What were you gonna say though? Oh, I want to know who gets the keys to the car. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> very true. That's probably the biggest shoes to fill. Like if I was a head coach, even if I was, you know, how the recent trend has leave a big program for a bigger program. If I was a coach at a big school, no shot. I'm going to Bama. No shot. I want all that pressure, dude. Yeah, no shot. You lose two games a season. They want your head on a spike. Like, no, I'm not doing that. That. dude. Just thinking about that. That might have to be the most stressful position ever. Yeah, they're gonna and hire fucking Bill sports. Belichick or somebody. No, not no, really, because because but... think about it. Like all of the major programs have their um, uh, plan in place afterwards. Like Bill Belichick, it's pretty much like thought of that Josh McDaniels, Patriots OC, is gonna take over as head coach. That's why when he got that Colts job a couple of years ago, he left to stay in new england because they're pretty much just like hey when bill when when bill belichick retires you got the job so he's kind of grooming him for that yeah position right and then i think duke coach k the guy that's under him he's taking over but like bama coordinators have kind of gotten poached a little bit like kirby smart was there for a while a lot of their ocs are getting you know, there was um I mean it seems like every year one yeah. of the Alabama coordinators is gone. You yeah, know, to a, like another school. Lane Kiffin got hired, Sark got hired, um, Bill O'Brien is looking at head coaching interviews in the NFL. I mean, like look at Saban's record against his assistants, even though so like this loss made was Saban's two. second loss ever. Yeah, to and an assistant. Both the season. Yeah, both the which is crazy. But I think it's like he's 43 and two or like 44 and two. So the fact that he's faced an assistant 46 times, though. Is it really that many times? I thought it was like 14. No, I'm pretty sure it's like 40. Hold on. We got to fact check. Yeah, let's get a fact check. Get a little fact check. Saban record versus assistant coaches. I'm I'm pretty sure it was like 44. Oh, okay. Smack dab in the middle. Okay. So Saban boasts a 25 and two record against assistants. Okay. Okay. So right in between what we thought. I thought for some reason I thought it was like 40. But still, I mean, playing 26 times though, you know, that means the assistants are kind of sprinkled with around and about. Like Jimbo Fisher is one of them. Yeah. Um, still can't a- believe he beat him, dude. I still can't believe. <laughs> Did you game. see like at the beginning of the season too, like the press conferences where Jimbo was asked about like, are they focused on beating Bama? And he was like, yep, we got it circled on a calendar. We're going to beat their ass. And then – Somebody asked a reporter asked Saban, "What did you think about Jimbo's comments about you know beating you guys?" And he goes, "What was he talking about beating me in golf?" Like, and they started laughing. He's like, "What? They think they're gonna win, basically?" And shit, Jimbo did it. He made it happen. Nah, but it's nuts. Bama's nuts. We've known this though. But uh, I, I ultimately think they're gonna take it again next year. I really do. I would not be surprised. Alrighty, so 
From college playoffs on to the professional playoffs, the NFL is starting this Saturday. First game up is the Bengals versus the Raiders, which, of course, I'm excited about as a Bengals fan. But then again, I'm nervous to have that first game. All eyes are going to be on the Bengals and Joey B or Joey Burr, as the Internet is calling him recently. But I'm hyped. Uh, before we before we really get into this, though, the playoffs, there's a few games from week 18 we got to talk about because we just can't have this podcast without talking about the Colts blowing their playoff hopes to the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars, a 2-14 and 14 team that the, the game wasn't even close. I mean, Jacksonville was just dominant in that entire game. Yeah, that... <laughs> that's embarrassing. Like I remember seeing, I think it was Monday night football where Steelers played the Browns and they were talking about Steelers playoff chances. Like Steelers need to beat the Browns, obviously then win against the Ravens have the Colts lose against the Jags. And then as soon as I saw that and I was like, well, that's impossible. Yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, the Colts well, that's are a good happening. team. Yeah. Like Steelers are out, whatever. They're playing for morale at the end of the year instead of actually going to the playoffs. And then the, the Colts fucking blew it. Like, how? 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 And Trevor Lawrence finally looked good as a rookie. So that's good because I don't want him to be a bust. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I really do want him to turn out. No, you know, and he's been I want god awful to improve. He's been absolutely god awful. Probably one of the worst rookie quarterbacks. It's hard to it's hard to say like how much of the blame you know goes on him versus Urban Meyer's terrible system and terrible coaching, but you know you can't yeah, that's really. That's fair too, but it's still none nonetheless it's still disappointing. Yeah, and he threw a lot of interceptions and shit, which Urban didn't make him throw those interceptions. Like right, right. So, but Carson Wentz though in that game, four point four QBR, absolutely abysmal, bro. That is. I every the time final score, but it, was, it wasn't they, even close. Every time they showed up on red zone, Carson just looked like a steaming bag of shit. I'm just like, damn, I thought you guys were good. You gaslighted me into being good. And well, I mean, they've been they've been playing so well over like the latter half of the season, but you know, right. Carson Wentz kind of played like at least like this they, is the Carson Wentz I expected to be on the Colts, you know. Right. He, I mean, he they, outperformed my expectations this year, but they beat the Cardinals two weeks ago. Exactly. And yeah. Then, and then they had that crazy loss to the Raiders, and then they just choke against the Jaguars. And like, how do you do that? And now they're saying that they might not even commit to wins next year. I mean, I wouldn't honestly. I wouldn't they're, bring, they're probably going to bring in some competition. I would say I would sign. If, I wouldn't necessarily draft like your next franchise guy, but I would probably maybe try and sign a free agent if you can. Maybe like a I don't know what Case Keenum's contract it you know, in Cleveland is, but maybe a guy like Case Keenum, Andy Dalton even. Because I'm sure Andy Dalton only signed a one-year deal with Chicago. Yeah, so Andy Dalton only has a one-year. I don't know if Andy's career is going to keep going, though. That's just a little a little hopeful fandom for me. <laughs> I think uh, I think he's got a great career as a backup. Oh, solid. Years. Yeah, just be a backup. Yeah, get paid. Why not? And he'll be one of the highest paid backups just because of his career. Dude, I would love to have Andy Dalton as backup quarterback. I did. I would too, yeah. For a while. It was awesome until Dak got hurt for the entire year. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, and then Andy got hurt, and then it was fucking Ben Danucci. Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> um, 
No, but so that game, though, the whole time, like, or before it even started, like you said, you were just thinking, like, oh, it can't even happen with all these different playoff scenarios. But it set up a potentially even crazier scenario because the Colts lost. If the Chargers and Raiders tied on Sunday night, both teams would have automatically been in. And since the Steelers beat the Ravens, then the Steelers would have been out with a tie, but in if either one of them won. So it kind of sent everything into chaos, which was amazing. I loved watching it. That game everyone, was nuts. Everyone wanted that tie, as we all know. It's been probably the most talked about game. Yeah. Like last week, game, last regular season game ever with all that that went into it. And they're like, oh, they could tie. Like, that's crazy. And then it actually almost ends up being a tie. And then I don't even want to talk about that Brand Staley timeout because I don't know what the fuck went on. Some people are saying, oh, he's an idiot. Some people were defending it because it's a football move. He was trying to go for the win. I'm not smart enough to comment on that. I also situation. really don't have a comment because a lot of people have had such strong opinions and I just I just really don't I like think- so. I think he was. I think he was in the right ultimately by calling it. But what the fuck ever they lost. Kind of screwed the pooch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only thing I can take away from that game is that Justin Herbert's a grown man. Yeah. And he he's made the plays, real deal. dude. Yeah, he made plays when he needed to, especially fourth down after fourth down after fourth down. That game was nuts. I, he saved my ass. I had a live bet on the over that wasn't 49 and a half. It was 51 and a half in that last touchdown after the four fourth down attempts that he had finally That's hit. Crazy, like, dude. Yeah, I had I had money on Raiders plus three and the over. So I was a very happy camper watching that game. Except for whenever they tied it and sent it to overtime. I'm like, no, dude, they're gonna blow it. Uh, but yeah, that was I mean, that was a hell of a game. Like you said, everybody that wasn't in Pittsburgh was rooting for a tie and I know it's football I know you play to win but whenever the game was in overtime like that and the way it was ending just I I was I really thought it was gonna tie I really I thought the way it was panning out I was like it's actually fucking happening like no way but ugh. rigged NFL's rigged yeah I I had uh I wanted to place ten dollars like a little quick tenor on it to tie but i couldn't find it on my book so thankfully that didn't happen but yeah what do you think though about the raiders decision to go for the field goal do you think it was kind of a bitch move not to take the tie and both go to the playoffs or do you think they might made the right decision by taking the win yeah you played a win and also too if they went for the tie they would have had to play the chiefs who have owned them this year that is true now they play the Bengals, which i mean they also the Bengals beat them by 19 Yeah, it's not good either way, but like but it's definitely you're right. It's better like, than the honestly, Chiefs. Yeah. If you're if you're the Raiders, who would you rather play? Chiefs yeah. or the Bengals? 100 like, percent Bengals. Bengals. That's easy. Like they've gotten blown out by I think 30 points both times they played the Chiefs. Yeah, it's so, been brutal. Yeah. I think though that before the game started, my logic was kind of so you have two options, right? You either Kneel the ball every play, which of course the NFL would not have let that happen. But absolutely not. Yeah, you kneel the ball every play. You have a hundred percent chance of making the playoffs and a zero percent chance of injury. Or you play the game and you have a fifty percent chance of playoffs and God knows what chance of injury. It just seems like the smart decision is to kneel the ball. You make the playoffs no matter what. 
you just can't do that though. Like I at know, the end of the I day, NFL is a multi-billion-dollar business. It's in the entertainment industry. Yeah, they weren't going to let that happen. Absolutely ruin their credibility to have something like. I that wonder happen. if there was any like conversations behind closed doors, you know, where like Goodell was maybe like talking to the coaches, like, all right, like you, you guys know, it. yeah, like you guys know what like you can do, but not happening. Like you know what I mean. I feel like there might have been, and they just didn't let there, it out. There definitely might have been something like in the locker room. They were like, hey, haha, like, what if we talk to the yeah. Raiders and we all just like, haha, like, kneel down, like, whatever? Wouldn't that be funny? It's so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit, Mike Rabel didn't get much for going for the tie against the Jets. Well, he was a pussy for that. That was yeah, week biggest, four. So, that was the biggest pussy move of the season to this day. Um, all right, though. So with the playoffs in line now, like we said, they're all set up. All the matchups are set. Raiders Bengals is the first one. What is your? Do you want to go through the playoff game by game, or just make championship predictions? Oh, uh, let's just make some championship predictions. All right. So who do you got in the AFC and NFC championship game? So AFC, I'm pretty sure this is a possibility. Is Bills Bengals correct? That's a so if actually yes, if the okay. B, if the Bills win and the Bengals win, then the Bengals will play the Titans, the Bills will play the Chiefs. So yes, okay. that is that is a possibility. So Bills, Bengals in the AFC, and then I got Cowboys Packers in the NFC. Cowboys Packers. Okay, mm-hmm. rolling with the Cowboys, I see. And then well, because the reason why I think that is because I think we can squeeze out the dub against the 49ers. It's gonna be tough. I, I think also, you guys beat the Niners too. I just put three units on it, so um, I'm actually really nervous that we're going to choke like really fucking hard. Um, and I also think that the Cowboys have the toughest road to the Super Bowl than any other team because we have to play the 49ers, which is probably the least, the like the last team that you want to see as a then wild the, card. Then the Bucks, And then we have to play the Bucks, and then we have to play the Packers. Yeah, that um, blows. That sucks. That's fucking hardcore. That is really hard. And that Raiders game for me, for the Bengals, <laughs> since the Raiders won, if they didn't, the Bengals would be playing the Patriots. But now our path, assuming the higher seed wins, you know, just there's no upsets, then we would play the Raiders than the Titans, which I would much rather play instead of the Patriots than the Chiefs. So, Oh, easily. Yeah, that, that easily. Raiders win was actually clutch for the Bengals. It was huge. Yeah. Um, and then... So for the Super Bowl, I have it going Packers Bills, like I predicted before the season even started, with Packers winning it all. All right, Packers winning it all. I can respect that because I have the exact same pick. So for me in the AFC, I'm also going a little bit biased. I gotta roll with my Bengals. I just think, like I said, we got the luck of the draw with these matchups. I think we can beat the Raiders. Um, it'll be a close game. I do think it'll be close. The spread is like five and a half. I think we win by three or four points. It's not going to be a blowout like it was the first game. But so I have the Bengals versus the Patriots in the AFC Championship. And then I also have the Packers versus the Buccaneers. And in the NFC, I just I think personally that the Bucks are going to get the dub over the Cowboys. I have that. I really have it going the NFC. I don't think there's going to be any upsets. I think it'll be one, two, three, four seed that moves on. I think the Rams will beat the Cardinals. That's the only one I'm really 50-50 on. But so I got Packers and Bucks in that matchup. And then for the Super Bowl, I'm going Patriots versus Packers, which is 
kind of wild looking at it because literally, you know, whoever wins that first game might go to the Super Bowl versus the Bills and Patriots based off of our prediction. Like you have the Bills, I have the Pats. So I got Patriots and Packers and the Packers are going to take it all. I think it's just, you can't really deny. They look like the best team. They really look solid. I can't believe you're fading the Bills, too. You're, I you're, know. You're the Bills fanboy in this podcast. I'm I know. Always... I picked the Bills at the beginning of the season, but yeah. I went with the Pats. I don't know. I, it's just it's hard to bet against Bill Belichick. I, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if they beat the Bills, but them going all the way to me is just – as much as Bill Belichick is the man, like he's got a rookie quarterback. You're right. And that's – so my logic, though, is I think they beat the Bills – but I guess then they would have to play the Chiefs. Or no, they wouldn't play the Did Chiefs. They would play the that, Titans, um, and I think they could beat the Titans. Yeah, Titans are... And then my thing is, I'm just, you know, in an AFC championship, Bengals versus Pats, I would love to pick the Bengals, but it's hard, you know? Like, it's hard to to take yeah. that. Did you see that uh, Julian Edelman put a $100,000 bet on a uh, Patriots-Bucks Super Bowl? Yeah, that video, he was, like, calling his mom. He was like, hey, mom, <laughs> yeah. like... And there were like the caption was like like she's gonna be pissed or something. It's like, dude, what the fuck does your mom care? You made like ten million dollars a year, bro. A hundred thousand is like ten dollars to your family, probably. Like, I'm sure you're all right, you know. Like honestly. She's not gonna freak out that hard. But no, that is pretty funny. I would love to see it though. A Patriots Bucks Super Bowl. I would love that. That would be great. I mean, just for the narratives, all the story, everything, you know, right. you, not not baby goat versus goat, because that was Mahomes, but you know, like old legacy versus new legacy and everything. <clears throat> so, yeah, I guess we both got the Packers to win it all. Um, with that being said, let's go ahead. Not our regular season bets. We're already done with those, but we put together a little Taylor fade. We have just enough picks between the two of us to cover this with all these games this weekend. So that being said, Taylor fade, I'll go ahead and start with my five best bets for playoff weekend. Starting out, I'm going to go with the Patriots plus four at the Bills. I think even if the Bills win this game, the Patriots are going to keep it really close within three or four points. Yeah, I'm going to tail this just because I like the points. Four is, you got, four is enough you got to Bills winning, it. but Patriots covering. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that happening too. I really do think whoever wins that game is going to go to the Super Bowl. I could see that. Either one of them. All right, next up, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus eight and a half at home versus the Eagles. I think, I just think they're going to blow them out, honestly, by at least two touchdowns. I'm going to tail as well. I think the Eagles are frauds. They haven't had, I, yeah, a, exactly. they haven't had a win against an opponent with a winning record all season. That way, really? Um, all season? All season. Shit, dude. That's I mean, bad. I know I know Eagles covered the spread off a last minute touchdown last time they played on Thursday night football, which was minus six or minus six and a half or something. I don't know. They covered the spread. Yeah, like uh, half a point. Yeah. Yeah, but Bucks minus eight and a half. I'm gonna roll with it. Yeah. Next up, I'm going, and you said you were a little nervous on this one, but I'm going Cowboys minus three versus the Niners. I have three units on it, so I'm pretty confident on this one. This is my favorite bet of the day. Of the, the weekend, I mean. You you know I have to tail that. Yeah, you have to tail. You can't fade the Cowboys, bro. Come on. 
All right, next up, I'm going Bengals versus Raiders. Oh. I'm staying away from the spread, but I'm going with the over-under, and I'm taking the over of 48.5. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Both offenses are very capable of putting up points. God damn. I, I have to tail it again. Like, I think this is going to be one of those games where points are going to be scored. And, you know, so, yeah, tail. And then to round my picks out, I went with a prop bet. And same game, Bengals Raiders. I'm going with Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown scorer at plus 100 odds, which I love the odds for this. I thought it would be a little bit steeper. Yeah. Like Joey B and Jamar Chase, their connection's been cooking all year. You know it's gonna be it's gonna be there in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean if this if this game's gonna go over like I think it is, then Jamar Chase is gonna have at least one touchdown. So yeah, I'm gonna tail that too. So wow, I think that might be all the around. first time in a while that it's might all tail. Might be the first time, time ever. ever. Yeah, wow. But it makes me I, confident. Gives I agree with confidence. the picks. I agree with the picks. So first up. I got Steelers plus 12 and a half. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't think the Steelers have a chance. He's gaslighting the entire nation about his feelings about this game. I think the Steelers are going in there. You have to remember this is a playoff game. 12 and a half points is a lot of points. Steelers are going to put everything out there. More than likely, it is going to be this last game. More than likely, they are going to lose. But 12 and a half points? Shit. That's a lot of points for a game, an NFL game. Big Ben can cover that. Yeah, I'm tailing that as well. Um, for some reason, I kind of have a vision for this game that the Steelers are going to open up with a really good defensive effort, and they're going to somehow win the first half like 10 to 7. And then they're going to come out in the second half, and the Chiefs are going to you know, be the Chiefs, and they'll lose by like 7 or 8. Who knows? But – for so I might I might also put a play on that the double result Steelers Chiefs but I really do like 12 and a half points that's a lot of freaking points so I'm going to tell that one Next up I got Raiders plus 5 and a half at the Bengals Now I'm going to say I wholeheartedly believe that the Bengals are going to win this game But the Raiders are feisty man the Raiders are feisty I know They have been they, I mean they've been a tough out even with they lost and they're I don't know. They've been putting up. They've been putting up good games, and they've had a lot of walk-off wins this year. I don't think there's a scenario where they get blown out, um, or they just lose by more than five and a half. I like them. This is tough for me because, like, yeah, you did mention they played a lot of close games. They have six wins with in the last play of the game, which is the most in the NFL, which is kind of nuts. Six out of ten of their wins came on the last play. Um, but I do think this game's going to be close. And I do think it might end up being like a field goal, like a three or four point game. But I don't know, man. I can't, I can't, I can't fade my, my Bengals. I got to fade this one. I'm going with Bengals to cover. All right. All right. Next up, I got Cowboys Niners over 51. Um, look, Cowboys have a tendency to choke. We do. But, we are the best show in the NFL, win or lose. We, we're good TV. And good TV means lots of points. Over 51 is my bet. Mm, I'm really back and forth on this one. I could see this one going either way. The Niners have been putting up a lot more points lately, and their defense has been letting up a lot more lately. 
I'll go ahead and tail that one. It does scare me though, just because it's you know over fifty, like fifty-one is where it's set. But I'll tail it. I think they can get to fifty-two at least. Yeah. And then next up, I got Rams cards under forty-nine and a half. It's another. It's their third time meeting this season. As we know, divisional games late in the season have a tendency to go to the towards the under. So I'm going to stick with that trend. These dif- these defensive these defenses know these offenses very well. So I think they have a very good chance of stopping each other. Uh, you make really good points. You're right about like the divisional round, but fuck, that's uh, the Rams and Cardinals. What did their first two games finish at? Do you know like their totals? I think the first one went, I, I'm pretty sure there was one over and one under. Um, but I also think that Kyler Murray's going to choke in the playoffs. Matt Stafford's liable to one or two interceptions. And uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a risky play, but I think it's the play. You might be making the sharp play, and I might be betting like a square here, but I'm going to fade just because of, I mean, they did their last two games. It was 20 to 30 to 23 and 37 to 20. So I, I don't know. I love hard. that bet even more now. I know that I like it even more now. I like it even more. I know the logic is sound, but hmm, I'm still fading. Fuck it. All right. That's fine. Okay. And the next up, I got Dak one over one and a half touchdown passes minus 200. I don't care about the odds. Sometimes money's money. Yeah. That's a fat tail, dude. That's like free money, basically. Mm-hmm. Especially if the over hits in that game, Dak's going to have like three touchdowns, oh. probably. Yeah. Schmeezy. Easy peasy. Dude, I cannot wait, though, for this weekend. It's going to be sick. I will say, though, if the Bengals, man, if the Bengals lose at, at Monday, I was like this close to selling a pair of my shoes. For those that don't know, I collect sneakers. And I was this close to selling one of my nicer shoes and buying a plane ticket and a playoff game ticket to Cincinnati and just going alone. Like, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. But I ended up not doing it. So yeah, I also thought about blowing my entire savings account to uh, attend the Cowboys playoff game. Oh, dude, it's so expensive. It's like four hundred, like the cheapest. Well, I looked at like the the fifteen hundred dollar tickets, but no shit. Um, <laughs> it's for the experience, you know. It's yeah, but I was like, ah, you know, I can't do that. But I looked at it. Yeah, I'm. I don't know what, where exactly I'm going to watch the game yet, but this uh, this game, this Bengals game, has a lot riding on my emotional state for the rest of the weekend. We, I just want to win so bad, dude. A playoff win, Joe Burrow, it's going to be the start of a new era for us. But if we lose, it's just back to fucking the bullshit, you know? And I almost don't like the fact that we're favored. I wish we were underdogs. But is what it is. I'd rather play the Raiders. So hopefully it's a good weekend of playoff football i'm sure everybody listening is going to be just glued to a couch this weekend for all the games so good luck to you and all of your teams if they made the playoffs and if not well good luck preparing for the draft but we'll definitely be having more nfl coverage over the next couple weeks until the playoffs and the super bowl is finished but for now we'll see you guys not on tuesday on monday next week we're going to be live around the same time so for now have a good one. Peace.